It's Thursday, May the 19th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, markets plummet and Europe plans to eschew Russian energy. First, the world in brief. American stock markets recorded enormous losses after warnings from retailers aggravated worries about high inflation and its power to cut away margins. The S&P 500 index fell by 4%, its biggest drop since June 2020. After Target, a representative big-box retailer, complained of higher costs, it lost around a quarter of its stock market value, more than at any time since the Black Monday of 1987. Asian markets started Thursday with sharp drops of their own, having taken note of stagnant revenue and slashed profits at Tencent, a Chinese giant of e-commerce, and more. America reopened its embassy in Kyiv, which it closed in February ahead of the Russian invasion. Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, said the move was a mark of the country's continued support for Ukraine against the, quote, Kremlin's brutal war of aggression. Meanwhile, Ukraine held its first war crimes trial. A Russian soldier pleaded guilty for killing a civilian in the village of Chupakivka and now faces life imprisonment. The European Commission announced a €210 billion plan to end the bloc's reliance on Russian oil and gas by 2027. The proposal entails importing gas from elsewhere, accelerating the transition towards renewable energy and reducing energy consumption by more than originally planned. Europe currently gets 40% of its gas and 27% of its imported oil from Russia. President Joe Biden invoked the Defence Production Act to try and alleviate America's shortage of baby formula. The country is running low because of supply chain snafus and the halting of production at a big manufacturing facility in Michigan. The DPA requires suppliers to serve formula makers before their other customers. Mr Biden also announced that the Defence Department would fly in formula from overseas. Melvin Capital, a hedge fund once ranked among Wall Street's most successful, announced its winding down. Mortally wounded during the meme stocks mania of the pandemic's first year, Melvin was done in by the current slump. It lost half its asset value, shorting GameStop, back when Reddit and Robinhood fueled retail investors were raising the roof. A $2.7 billion bailout from Citadel only postponed the inevitable. Turkey blocked the start of negotiations on the entry of Finland and Sweden into NATO. Earlier, the traditionally neutral Nordic countries had formally submitted requests to join. Jens Stoltenberg, the alliance's secretary-general, called this a, quote, historic step. Turkey is the only ally to have voiced its opposition. It accuses Finland and Sweden of turning a blind eye to the activities of Kurds and other dissidents. The United States Soccer Federation agreed to pay players on America's women's team the same amount as those on the men's. The agreement to create, quote, identical economic terms for both sides comes after female players won a discrimination case in February. 
It will also divide prize money from FIFA World Cup competitions, of which the last two women's events were won by the American ladies. And fact of the day. 1.5 million. The number of cases of unidentified, quote, fever in North Korea as it faces its first outbreak of COVID-19. And now, here's today's agenda. Can a global food crisis be averted? The UN Security Council has a lot on its plate. The body, currently chaired by America, will meet on Thursday to discuss food security. Last year, Ukraine supplied around one-tenth of the world's traded wheat, 13% of its corn, and nearly half its sunflower oil, enough to feed 400 million people. But this year, its ports are blockaded by Russia. That, along with droughts ravaging other breadbaskets, such as France and India, is keeping grain prices near record levels. If the war endures, the crisis will get worse. Ukraine's summer harvest will be disrupted. So will planting the next one. Meanwhile, a global crunch in fertiliser, of which Russia is a major exporter, may crimp crop yields worldwide. Peace in Ukraine is the obvious fix. Failing that, opening the Black Sea to its exports would go a long way. But Russia, intent on strangling Ukraine's economy, does not seem minded to let that happen. The Buffalo Shooter in the Dark Quote, White supremacy is a poison, warned Joe Biden on Tuesday and it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. America's president made his speech during a visit to Buffalo, a city in New York State, three days after a white supremacist shot 13 people, 10 of them fatally, in a supermarket there. 11 of the victims were African-American. Authorities called the shooting, quote, racially motivated violent extremism. Peyton Gindrum, the 18-year-old suspected gunman, will appear in court today, charged with first-degree murder. A 180-page manifesto he allegedly wrote and posted online suggests that he was inspired by the, quote, Great Replacement conspiracy theory, which asserts that non-white people are being brought to historically white lands to replace the white population. Once fringe, this poisonous idea is becoming more widespread, in America and beyond. Mariupol's last defenders begin to surrender. For nearly a month, thousands of Ukrainians were holed up inside the Azovstal steelworks in the port city of Mariupol. But now, nearly 1,000 fighters inside the plant have surrendered to Russian troops. Hundreds of them have been transported to Russian-controlled towns inside Ukraine. Russian television has presented the Ukrainian surrender as a decisive victory. But the end of the siege is more a propaganda victory than a military one. It frees up some Russian forces, but around half of the 13,000 troops first sent to subdue Mariupol have already been redeployed elsewhere in Ukraine. For its part, Ukraine wants its troops to come home. Irena Vereshuk, the Deputy Prime Minister, says 52 wounded soldiers will be exchanged for Russian prisoners of war 
once their condition has stabilised. But deputies in Russia's Duma are pushing a law that would block any exchange. Instead, they want to try the Ukrainian soldiers for fabricated, quote, war crimes. Another religious dispute in India. The Kashi Vishwanath Temple and the Gyanvapi Mosque stand side by side in Varanasi, a city in the northern Indian state of Uttar Pradesh. Their proximity should be an example of religious comity in Hinduism's holiest city. Instead, it has become another source of sectarian tension. Last month, a local court ordered an investigation into claims that symbols of Hindu deities exist within the mosque, which was built by Muslim rulers four centuries ago over the ruins of an earlier Kashi Vishwanath temple. That has fueled Hindu activists' demands to be allowed to worship inside the mosque, which would violate a religious protection law. Elite video survey of the mosque's interior seems to indicate that one idol does exist, although the mosque's authorities dispute that. On Thursday, India's Supreme Court will hear a case on the legality of the survey. Police in the city are on high alert. In the 1990s, a similar dispute over a mosque and temple in Ayodhya triggered riots that killed more than 2,000 people. Drilling into Britain's musical mainstream. Quote, English girl named Fiona. African girl, Adiola, body oddy shaped like cola. In body, Tion Wayne and Russ Millions, two musicians from London, rap over a beat punctuated by skipping snares. In 2021, body became the first drill track to top the singles chart in Britain. Drill, a genre derived from rap, has acquired a controversial reputation. One London police unit studies track lyrics to gather intelligence on gang violence and sometimes censors specific references. Yet evidence of a direct link between drill and crime is contested. And, as the success of Body attests, drill has fully penetrated Britain's musical mainstream. That will be on display at the Evo Novello Songwriting Award Ceremony in London on Thursday where Body is among the nominees for Best Contemporary Song. Some gongfests, such as the Brits, have been criticised for being inattentive to musical innovation in Britain. But the novellos have a history of recognising exciting new genres, including drill. Daily Quiz Arboristas will serve you a new question each day. On Friday, your challenge is to give all five answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday. According to Maradona, what was responsible for scoring a controversial goal against England in the 1986 Football World Cup? Wednesday, which actor played John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day? (music) 
Finally, here's the quote of the day from Abraham Pais, who was born on this day in 1918. To make a discovery is not necessarily the same as to understand a discovery. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 